And I think we yeah. just created a new abstraction of the computer that is way more simpler. And instead of the inputs being, you know, simple clicks and things of that nature, like the keyboard, mm -hmm. like it's about to unlock in a range of different modes. Like we're going to be able to communicate with the computer in like intelligence. Yo, what's good, guys? We're live. Welcome back to another week. How y'all feeling? It's been you know a uh, it's 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 been a busy week, man. Because as y'all know, I've been experimenting uh, yeah. and, and putting a lot of different products. So we actually ended up launching a new one uh, on Thursday in New York, and it was very fun. Uh, got some really good feedback. Um, but this one is more geared towards. Um, really empowering entrepreneurs and AI to, you know, work better together. Um, and so it's more of like a community-based product and we got some AI collaboration tools and like a whole bunch of other stuff, but been busy with that. Just apply to uh, Y Combinator and a few other um, accelerators. So yeah, man, we shall see what these next few weeks entail. Yeah. Busy I week. like, I like the uh, speed of your iteration process, Brian you have uh, been launching faster, trying new things, and you know, iterating on feedback. Um, it's, it's dope to see. Oh, that's all because um, of Dre, man. I'm, I, yeah. I'm, that was a cheat code that Dre gave, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah no, you took it, real. you took it, you took it, and ran with it for sure. Like, you, you took that little information. You was like, you ain't turned back, bro. And yeah. it's, it's, it's this I is the it. thing. It's, it's costing literally less than $10 just to run these experiments. And you're learning a lot. Wow. Like you're learning a ton. That's, uh, that's yeah, very that's, cheap. That's fire. Um, so yeah, uh, on my side, yo, you know me, typical. I'm feeling good. Uh, yeah, feeling good, living good, working on my health as usual, you know, uh, focus on my aura ring stuff, you know what I'm saying, uh, checking my sleep. Uh, overall, I'm feeling good. Um, and let me let me ask you this, because yeah. health so, is something I probably haven't been prioritizing. Yeah. How how have you been prioritizing it in like your life, especially mm -hmm. with everything that you're going on? Like, aren't you still fundraising yeah. and and doing things mm -hmm. of that nature? How are you balancing all that? Yeah, for sure. So I think what one of the easiest ways for me to focus on my health is to like make it so that it's convenient to like just eat healthy. Like, you know, I, I realized, you know, one of the biggest things that contributes to health is what you put in your body. And so like, I, I rarely have sugar around my, like around my house, you know, um, I might have like a Sprite twice in a week or something, you know, but even like, for example, like, you know, I got these, energy drinks, no, no, uh, no sugar, you know, um, uh, just, ch just changing this is removing a lot of sugar and then also drinking more water. Um, and, uh, yeah, looking into certain, um, yeah, I don't know, just, just really focusing on stuff like tracking. I think that's what it is. Cause then, cause you know, getting the aura ring also too was an important thing. Cause sleep is a big part. It's a huge part. Like one thing I could say is that when I got my aura ring, um, I started to notice that if I had a certain score, I felt great. 
Like, and the scores actually did, you know, like correlate with how I felt. And so then it made it, so then it made me focus on, okay, how do I tweak things so that I have, you know, a, a better score. And in regards to like, you know, doing this with, with business, here's the thing about balancing it. It's actually more so less about balancing it. It's more so I'm focused so much on my health that it makes me more efficient in everything else that I do. Cause my mind is clear. I feel better and I get, and I have more focus. So I'm not really balancing anything per se. I'm more so like actually like super focused on health. And it just so happens that that's bringing a level of performance that, you know, allows me to work smarter and, and faster, you know, with a clear head. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and there's a bunch of other stuff I've done too, but, uh, but yeah. Uh, but by the way, actually, what's the, uh, what's, what's that ring? But, uh, it's called an what order is- ring. Order ring. It's called gotcha. an order ring. Yeah, yeah. It helps you. Uh, That's a good uh, product. Track- it's a great product, actually. Yeah, yeah. It, it helps you track. Yeah, it helps you track your sleep. You know, um, I should be a spokesperson for Aura because I've bought so <laughs> many, so many of my friends and family uh, Aura rings. Uh, I might even copy you one, Brian. If you send me your address, uh, but uh, I, I'm it, about, I'm about great- to look at the product now, man. Yeah, it's 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 worth yeah. every penny. Um, it was worth every penny. And then, um, you know, uh, uh, yeah, but by the way, Dre, did you uh, ever get that, uh, that, uh, uh, pillow cube? Yeah. I just got it about what, like two weeks, two weeks ago. You know, what's crazy. When yeah. I first got it, I was like, and I looked at it, I'm like, I don't understand what's so special about it. When I, when I actually physically held it, I was like, yeah. I can't believe I just paid a hundred and like $30 for this pillow. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. But bruh, using the actual product, I'm like, mm-hmm. it is designed, it is designed, like the purpose it that it was designed for, it works. It is specifically designed for side sleepers. Yeah. It works. I don't know mm. why it works. I don't know yeah. how it works, but it yeah. works. And it was worth it every single cool. penny. Yeah. Mm. It does. How does it stay cool? I don't know. Like, I'd be like, how is it staying cool? Like, and it's like the perfect, it's know? like the perfect thickness too. Like, I don't like the shoulder, <laughs> yeah, the, the net rate. Like, I don't know what it is, but bro, bro great, great product. Yeah. Man, great product. Like, yeah, yes. investing in your sleep is like definitely like yes. it, it takes performance to another level. I, I know y'all both mm-hmm. listen, speaking of health, I know y'all both listen to the All In podcast. And I've Absolutely. heard them talk about they all get like this, uh, like panel of tests done. Like every six months yeah. or something like that. Like I just Shemar got it. talks I about just that. Got it. I just what, got what it. Panel, what panel of uh what what, what is that? Like pre nuvu bro, Dre. I pre-nuvu. just got it literally uh uh okay. earlier this week, bro. Cause cause they met cause they've been talking about that for like a year, right? And I was like, yeah. what are they talking about? Yo, I just got it on uh I think Monday or Tuesday. It's a full body scan. Obviously your shirt's wow. on cover because they like it's like it's like some yeah. new advanced type of stuff. But man, like there's a full body scan, uh, you know, everything, MRI, all, everything, and they can detect up to 500 diseases much earlier than any, you know, uh, system that's out there. And, and, and as you guys know, most of the time you cannot get a scan at will, right? You have to go to a primary doctor, yep. you got to get referred. And even when you get it's referred, hard, it's, look, it's hard, yeah. even if you want it, right? Like, why you want, why you want that? Why you yeah. need that? Like yeah. what? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Why do you need like, like they'll exactly like you have to, they have to believe you need it. And then also yep. they will only scan certain parts. Like, okay, we'll just do your head. Okay. We'll do. And so with pre uh, um, you know, it is expensive. So it was, I think it was 3000, uh, 2,500, something like that, 2,500, $3,000, um, you know, and it scans everything. 
And uh, man, I got in, I got into the machine like one amazing experience. They have them in a few different states. Um, uh, amazing experience. Uh, you know, they gave me fruit snacks and stuff like you know, like tea, you know, like yeah. you know. Um, and then I got into the uh, like the the machine, and I was watching Netflix in that in that bitch. I ain't gonna lie, I was they had, they had put they was like, what do you want to watch on Netflix? I'm like, what? Yeah, Wait, how, long like, were, how, long, how long were you in there for though? Uh, like forty five minutes. You know what I'm saying, oh, or wow. maybe I, I don't know. I was watching Netflix. So I, I truthfully, I was, I was killing. They make you forget <laughs> oh, about time. You don't even know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was cool. I, I told him. I was like, put on. Uh, I put. On, I told him to put on you. Uh, the news, uh, <laughs> yeah. you, you. I was. I was watching that. Um, you know, and then also too for people who are claustrophobic, you know, they they can give you something that makes you feel better in there. But I didn't. I'm a little claustrophobic, but I didn't feel that. So I, mm. I will tell y'all. I'll tell you this: if you got three thousand dollars. Go get that scan because, like, there's nothing more important than just seeing everything. And so my results haven't came back yet, but Dre, they've been talking about this shit for, like, maybe, like, a year or a year and a half. And I was like, what are yeah. they talking about? What's this full body yeah. scan? Like, yeah. Shamoff is a, a huge advocate of it. it. Yeah, yes. Shamoff is a huge advocate. He always he always talks about it. I'm like, what is he talking about? He's like, yeah, I always get the panel. He it seems like he does it like every day or something. Like, he like he do it all the time. Like he probably yeah. he probably got a machine every in his basement. Like, he probably got a couple of them. That'd be crazy. I I he, I'm pretty sure Shamoff is at tip top shape. His, I'm pretty yeah. sure all his markers are at tip top shape. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I got the so recently I got the pre new. Actually, that was crazy. Speaking of hell, I'll just go out and say this. I, uh, you know, um, uh, I got uh, a sleep study last week. Then I had mm. pre-new, a pre-new thing. Um, and then, uh, man, there was one more thing, man. I forgot about it. But basically, I've been focused on my health. And I think everybody, we all, we all should, you know, continue to do that. I think we'll all, you know, just better. We'll do better. Uh, yeah. Actually, I'm not going to lie. I'm convinced that. I'm convinced that everybody on the chat and all of our listeners, if you improve your health, like your life is going to be at least twice mm. as good. Yeah. Like, so, um, yeah, I think especially what, for, what do you do I, for your, like your mental health? Uh, me for my mental health. Uh, so yeah. let me see. Um, well, like for, so for me, I, I have, um, so I have two things, right? So I have, uh, ADHD and I have anxiety, right? So I have, uh, Lexapro for uh, it's an antidepressant for anxiety, so it's a low dose. Um, so I do that every day. Um, and so that's just, just like a, a calm thing, like it's just like a calm thing. I guess I didn't know I had anxiety until maybe like last year, so I was perfectly functional. It's just that when I took Lexapro, all of a sudden I just felt like a hundred pounds lighter. So I had no idea that I was carrying a hundred pounds my entire life. So, um, you know, so that was a good feeling, uh, you know, because uh, again. You know, with our mental health, you don't really know what's normal because you've been living in your own body for how long, right? So you don't know if the current state you're in is because it's like your best state or like you have some, like some other things going on. So that's one thing. But, you know, you don't have to. That's obviously like an optional thing. You have anxiety. But ADHD, I have something called um, uh, it's called Clodonine and it's uh, for uh blood pressure like it's not uh something it's like a it's called a hyper uh, uh man i'm not no science person but look hyper extensive whatever um <laughs> it's, it's in that class of hypertension anti-hypertension and um 
because I have um, blood flow that that uh, sometimes affects like my focus, but I didn't know that was what was happening. Right. So I take client, uh, that at night and then basically I sleep better. And so um, when I wake up, I just have less in my mind. It's like my mind is empty as opposed to maybe before I had things on my mind. Um, you know, just like kind of like static is what I would kind of call it. Um, uh, and it's important for everybody. I, I know this is not how we, you know, try to jump off the podcast, but, you know, it's, this, this, is, this is important. You know, it's important for us to 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 research some of these things and try to understand. By the way, um, I also have preventative therapy that I've been doing for the last two years. Like, I mean, as soon as I started the company, you know, I you know uh, started paying for therapy. I have no mm. issues in my life currently or presently. Um, I just started doing it because I just thought it's better to be preventative, and mm. um, and I also offer it as a benefit to any of our employees. You know, uh, for sure. So. Um, that's, those are the things that, that I do. I, I'm sure there's some others, but yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of how I look at it. No, that's dope, man. No, these are, these are definitely important conversations to have. Um, especially because man, in, t- in today's world, we're overloaded with noise and static and yes. just information. And that alone, like causes a lack of focus, causes anxiety, mm-hmm. causes stress, causes concern, yes. causes a bunch of stuff. So yes. yeah, I, it's, it's important more than ever, I think, uh, to talk about those things and share share different methods and different tactics for how we deal with it. A hundred percent, Dre. Literally, it, what it is, I'm telling y'all, it's the information overload. It's just, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's the primary thing. Uh, alongside, obviously, people talk about some of the social media, like uh, self-esteem and all that other stuff, but you know, just in general, because things are more optimized, things are moving a lot faster. And so like, you know, like imagine our brain is like moving like this. Whereas before, for example, you wanted to learn a topic, you got to go get a library card, then go find the book, then start reading the book. That's so easier for your brain to kind of go through that process. You feel me? Like, 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 so it's just a different is different. So, um, yeah, we got it almost, it it almost reminds me of like, you know, when you got too many tabs open on your computer and then you can start <laughs> to hear the fan on the computer cause it's trying to cool yeah. itself down. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good, that's a good example. Some, something I want to get your, get, get your perspectives on it, especially, um, because you just mentioned this idea of information overload and, and, and just kind of media and social media. Um, obviously over the course of this past week, the CEO of TikTok. Uh, he went before yeah, yeah. Congress, uh, and you know, there's a few clips that obviously were going around of <laughs> our Congress looking extremely <laughs> incompetent. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I just want to quickly like hear y'all thoughts because it does seem like um, in this current environment of geopolitical tension, especially everything kind of happening like globally, um, and then um, obviously everything that's happening over here in the United States there's this increased pressure for Congress uh, that it, it, look, it looks very likely that Congress may look to use their power to ban this over the coming months. What are, you, what are y'all kind of thoughts? Did y'all pay attention to that? I looked at it a little bit. I don't, um, <clears throat> I, it's just like, honestly, I, it, it's painful listening to Congress ask questions about yeah. a basic social media <laughs> app. Like, I, the only thing I could think about was God. If they can't understand TikTok and they can't frame quality questions to the highest executive at TikTok, what are we going to do when the conversation about AI comes up? 
because oh, nothing. nothing, bro. Like, yeah. and there's a lot of safety concerns there. We and, and not to go down that hole because we we've talked about it a little bit before, and I'm sure we'll we can expound on that conversation. But there's a lot to be determined in that space. And so if they can't understand a basic social media app and how data is stored for this app and like, if they can't understand those, those principles, then I'm just like, what are the future is not looking so good um, in, in terms of like their ability to where technology is, is kind of going. And, and that makes me really concerned as a country, um, as a citizen in this country. And it makes me think that it's really time for us to really think about like who our politicians are. Right. And who makes up our politicians, who we choose to who we choose to elect as our, as our politicians, because if these people representing us uh, don't understand the future that we're that we're building towards, that's a that's a really dangerous spot for us to be in as a as a country. I think I think it's a national security issue, actually, that our own politicians it don't even understand. National, this stuff. national security, without a doubt, that yeah. just rung a million bells in my mind, Dre. National yeah. security. Um there's absolutely no way I could sit through one of those uh, Congress things. It's, I, I just no way. Um, just, I couldn't yeah. do that. Um, I, what I can say is, uh, and like 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 Dre mentioned, um, they, they can't even formulate the right question or or a good question. Did you hear the Wi-Fi that, question? What was it? What was it? Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. He he was like he was he, basically the congressman asked. He said. Sir, to the CEO of TikTok. Yeah. Does your app connect to the internet? Can it connect to Wi-Fi? And the CEO of TikTok literally just paused and was confused. And he was like, sir, it, no app works without the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, like, why, why is there not like a special panel? Right. Why is there not a special panel? There's a special panel in Congress, like of of, of of computer scientists, of engineers, of like of 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 business people, like people from that world who can help. Like why why do you have yeah. like like people who completely come from a whole different world trying to ask yeah. these types of questions? Like it's just set up to fail. It's mm-hmm. like it's, it's like if I put my mom, it's like if I put my mom up there at, to, yeah. for her to ask technical yeah. questions. It's like yeah. What? Yeah. Like, no offense yeah. to my mom, she's great at a lot of things, but when it comes to computers yeah. and technology, that's just not her. That's not her lane. I don't care how you explain it to her, how you break it down to her. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not. She's not gonna get it. She ain't gonna get it. So to even for her to way. even, yeah. So it's like, what, what's going on there? I don't know, man. It just seems it seems crazy to me. Let, let me I bet China and Russia is laughing at us. China's definitely laughing. China's definitely laughing because they got their kids on lockdown. They they kids is learning <laughs> every day. <laughs> every day they is learning. They may not like it, but they about to be smart as hell. <laughs> yeah. But look, look. Um, here's here's my theory around the you know why like the Congress why we don't have a special group and all these. My theory is that you know so for us you know in the grand scheme of things we're still the young guys. We're still the young guys. You know. Um, you know, in our 20s who, you know, people, excuse me, you know, despite our achievements and what we like, we're still not looked at as the, as people that, that, that need be, needs to be decision maker, which is fine. Right. Mm-hmm. So then, so then I look at, for example, the, the 38 year old, the, the person that's 10 years older than me, you know what I'm saying? Now he's not, he's not our age, but he's, he is old enough. And to to understand more dynamics than the 55, 
60 year old or whatever in Congress, right? Like, and I think if my hypothesis is that it's primarily a bureaucratic thing and also just so much of a lack of understanding of what the impacts imply, like what some of the stuff implies. Now, now, like, like I heard something about TikTok. They they were they were saying like, oh, they asked TikTok, do you guys have the ability to like you know make somebody like viral or whatever? And they said yes, right? And I was just thinking like, y'all do know like every platform has that ability. Like like that's actually part of the reason why Facebook got in a lot of trouble and a lot of these like they have ability to influence millions of people. Um, and uh, it is scary that they they're not aware, and I don't know what it takes for them to 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 for them to do the right thing. But if I had to guess, y'all, it's a reactionary response to some type of threat. Mm-hmm. Something something I would add to that real quick, and then we can kind of transition our conversation. Is I also think it is representative of the lack of technological understanding that the general population also has because our votes are what get these people into those seats. And I think, I think we just in America in general, we need to do a better job of just like furthering our understanding. And, 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 and I think there's ways to translate some of these complicated technical things that may be easy for us to kind of pick up on into layman terms, right? To where people have a good understanding of like, oh, this is what is going on. But I do think in the long term, um, us as a country, we're going to have to reevaluate our values because the values that you know allowed us to dominate globally over the past century or so aren't going to allow us or position us to be in a place to dominate over the next kind of like century in my opinion and i also think i also think this is uh like this lack of technological understanding is going to translate into like decisions around education but also like government budgeting and 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 spending because if we don't understand it we're not going to like be able to understand the implications and the consequences and where we should invest in and that's a huge problem so yeah yeah, there's there, there's a lot that needs to be done there because right now yeah. it is very archaic. Um, yeah. Yeah. What's interesting, <laughs> I'll pose this before we switch topics. I'll pose this. This was interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the dynamic between what consumers want and, for example, potential national security threats. You know, <laughs> like the typical person does not give a fuck about their data um and uh privacy unless of course they're directly affected i.e for example their bank account (laughs) um or their crypto is lost or something like you know that compromises their security and what that essentially points to is a lack of understanding of of uh of the wider picture of why that's a problem um Mm. and and so and i don't blame them though I don't blame the average consumer for not giving a fuck about the technical aspects of things uh, and not realizing that, you know, you know, like for example, they, somebody, the average everyday person could hear that TikTok is spyware and then they're like, all right, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, all right. But then when the government's like, oh, we're about to ban this, it's like, 
anger. It's like, wait, hold on. Like you're taking away creators. You're doing this. You're doing that. And so they, so they're focused on their self interest and not understanding the bigger picture. And I'm not saying that it means everybody's selfish or self centered. It's just that, you know, I guess for people who, um, who have been studying technology for longer and analyzing it in the way that uh, we have and others have in our like pretty much niche, you know, type of, you know, uh, part of the United States is we just know so much more context and what could possibly happen. It's kind of like life would be easier if we were actually ignorant of all the potential, you know, things that can happen. But, uh, but yeah, that's what I just wanted to throw that out there. Cause I did see that, you know, there are a lot of people that believe that, you know, I saw an all in podcast that, you know, for uh, most of them felt like TikTok is probably not going to make it. Uh, I know Shamath was definitely like, yeah, they're probably just going to get shut down. I don't know how true that is. Cause Shamath was not. Well, didn't they just get Biden? They just created like some special law for Biden or something for him to be able to make that decision. Like, so rather than it having to go through the traditional process of like the House mm-hmm. or Senate, if Biden wanted to make that call, like. If, if Biden makes the call, I would guess, if I had to guess, I could be wrong. We'll have TikTok. Uh, if Biden ultimately is the one that makes the call, if I had to guess. Um, I think it's going to come down to positioning, man. Like, yeah. it, it, I, 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 I feel like. um just just as more like so like think about it this past week you had it russia and china finally coming out and saying like you know formally uh their their alliance you've also had everything that's been going on with uh russia and china now starting to push more of their navy into like the south china sea and like you know encroaching on like uh i think it was like hawaii or something they were like 100 miles or so then you had the spy balloon and so now you got all these you, you like i i feel like as that geopolitical tension does start to grow, I can see it being maybe the second top issue behind the economy in this upcoming presidential election. Hmm. And so depending on the uh, sentiment and, and, like, and like, think about it, we're, we're a year out from having a new president. I actually, hmm. I forgot about that actually. That's so I, I, his, his hands are going to be tied, but yeah, it's, hmm. I don't know. It's going to be intriguing, man. I don't use TikTok, so it don't it don't really bother me if they ban it. But I mean, let me ask you, let me, let me ask you, Dre, how many times have you used it? I'm just curious. Have you used it at all, or like, or how many? Yeah, I have it on my phone. I, I've like used it occasionally, but I don't browse it. Like, if somebody sends me something, I'll yeah. watch a TikTok video, but I'm not on there. I don't search on there. I don't. Yeah. I don't use it. I'm not using. That's it. how I am. That's how I am with TikTok. Yeah. Uh, but before I got to that, there was a time when it would like pull me in. Cause like the, mm-hmm. it was just really good at like showing me stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, that's why I don't. Also, use, that's I was, why I, I know it's it, good at that. That's why I don't use it. <laughs> <laughs> I know how good I know how good the product is. I, I hear how good it is. You're not I trying to be hijacked. No, bro. Yeah, yeah, I, like, I already I know how like these products it. work. I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I'm already yeah. hijacked by other apps. I'm like, I don't need. Yeah. I don't need to be hijacked again. Crack. You don't need that. <laughs> but bro, speaking, we we talked a little bit about uh, like the the news and AI. Speaking of AI, there's been a lot of stuff happening this week. I, we definitely got to break break this down, mm-hmm. man. Open AI is firing on all cylinders with the product execution, the marketing, the positioning, the talent. They clearly have been able to recruit incredible talent in order mm-hmm. to even execute on the product. Partnerships, 
I mean, when we think about like what makes a great business, we're starting to see a lot of those core components come from OpenAI. And I mean, it seems like it's coming out of nowhere, but what, they're like seven years old, six or seven years old yeah, at least? They've so they've been around for some time now. Um, and now just starting to really get um, the public, the, the the public association to, to AI in general. I mean, I think, I, I don't know yeah. who it was. Somebody said they bought a domain this week. I, I can't remember what domain it was. They yeah, bought. bro, they brought, they bought AI.com. So now if you go, go type in AI.com, yeah, AI. it goes yeah. to ChatGPT. That's crazy. <laughs> They spent, oh, I, the world I didn't even notice the world record was thirteen million dollars for the most expensive domain purchase. Really they they spent over it. It really goes wow. straight to that. Wow. I'm not surprised though. Like they're become ubiquitous with AI now. They become so associated and so intertwined with. I, I I literally hear people who are not correlated to technology. Like today, I played basketball with some guys earlier. These guys work in oil and gas. They work for Exxon. They, they they're not they're not in technology. On the court talking about chat GPT. On the court talking about, hey, I'm about to buy some Microsoft I mean, stock because yeah. Microsoft's gonna be around for a minute. Like like even though Microsoft yeah. was good without before OpenAI, like, we not, all know that. But it's just, let, it's let, just let, let me say this again. Good. Let, let me go ahead there. and say this. Because once again, we, we have to, you know, humble ourselves sometime on this show. I I was wrong again. This is <laughs> <laughs> what was wrong about it, bro? <laughs> no, y'all called this. I I my 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 bet was that they were really going to go in that singular direction of you know being more B two B. It looks oh, like they're oh, really yeah. trying to yeah. do this consumer thing, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, well, well, here's what it is: they have a dual strategy. Mm. That's what it is. They have a dual strategy. See, what Brian, I can't fault you for how you thought about it because that's how, that's what they originally were revealing. They, the research, the papers, the SDKs, the APIs, that's what people were generally, you know, like it was OpenAI wasn't useful to anybody but people who are technical and or can understand that speak. Now, they just happened to, and I think I was watching sam uh, uh on one of these interviews he did recently did an interview uh uh it was like 20 minutes and he was like it and it just happened to create a consumer product out of the shit they already had and mm. and it's like and it's like you know and i kind of now i do kind of remember a little bit of that conversation and i remember dre was definitely like look if you got a product that's that lasts like this and it's making money <laughs> Make money, you know what I'm saying? Cash, milk it, get mm. that money. Like, and mm -hmm. and I see that. Um, and so you know, uh, yeah, it's humble to admit you're wrong, but I understand. But I understand. It wasn't like you were like way off. It was just like you you saw like it's just a dual strategy. It it wasn't that they're doing one or the other. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what it really was. It wasn't that they were doing one or the other. It's just that you know. Uh, now they can have this chat GPT thing and just eat up like, you know, that could just make the money and they're still doing the other stuff, the B2B stuff. I mean, look, I actually, let's go ahead and transition the chat GPT plugins. Yo, yeah. that's, that's huge. That's that. Yeah. Break that down. Let, let's, let's make sure people understand that because mm -hmm. obviously we're going to un unpack mm -hmm. why it's huge, but like, yeah, yeah. what are, what are the plugins? Can you, can you give some context? Okay, so let me just uh, pull something up real quick. So, so the plugins for one, uh, I'm on the wait list. I wish I wasn't, uh, but one of the <laughs> most 
uh, simple uh, things that the ChatGPT plugin or plugins can do is uh, give you internet access. You know what I'm saying? So like that's been one of the uh, uh, the main complaints about uh, ChatGPT is that it's, it's based on, you know, two-year-old information, which is still a lot. It's just that it's not current and it can't currently but there you could do that uh with the plugins um and just to go into a few different examples of plugins that they have you know um or they're they're experimenting with like you know um there's a company called shop you know like for example if you guys buy a lot of products you, you know when you get to that checkout page you know sometimes they'll ask you like for your phone number because it already has your information or whatever usually that's shop and they're integrated with a lot of different, you know, online stores. And, you know, and so you can imagine like using ChatGPT, for example, to try to like figure out what you want or what you need to buy or what you're looking for and easily search with shop who has, you know, millions of products, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then you could also, you know, um, get restaurant uh, recommendations and automatically book with like open table stuff like that. I mean, and then also uh, they got some stuff for. Uh, let me pull up one. They got some stuff for planning trips. Uh, you know, and 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 I think with all these like additional, and these are exist examples. This is basically the equivalent of like the um, Chrome extension store and the uh, iOS app store or the Google Play Store. This is what I see the plugins as, the marketplace aspect of it. And so, so we really can't even imagine what is going to come out of that. No, no, 100%. I, I want to unpack this. I want to unpack this mm -hmm. because sure. obviously we know that we're going through a technological revolution, but I need us to understand like, okay, what the hell does that even mean? And so something that I have been thinking about is – Following, following that thinking of like, okay, this is the, you know, these plugins, it's like the, the new app store. What I kind of see happening right now is that Apple versus Google moment where, you know, mm -hmm. Apple is more of like a closed ecosystem. And then obviously, you know, with Android, it's more of like an yeah. open ecosystem, but the operating system. And when I look at these, these, like how computers exist today on top of all these different microchips, which, you know, have processing power and memory, right? Yes. That's essentially what they just created was a new computer where this literally, if you think about the large language model by itself, chat GPT, that is processing power. These plugins essentially now act as memory sources because they're yes. able to pull information from it. And I think we yes. just created a new abstraction of the computer that is way more simpler. And instead of the inputs being, you know, simple clicks and things of that nature, like the keyboard, mm -hmm. like it's about to unlock in a range of different modes. Like we're gonna be able to communicate with the computer in like intelligence. And so all that to say, like to, to th this is something I've been paying attention to as well as mm -hmm. like similar to the app store. And I, I, I know you got stories of this like Rodney, of, you know, mm -hmm. being a developer, putting out apps, you know, making some money, et cetera. Mm -hmm. What is that yeah, about to yeah, do? Sure. Right. With plugins. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, gonna, I think it's there's, gonna, it's going to change it so much. It's going to change so much. It's a hundred percent. But then it's also let, let like this you. idea. Go ahead. 
Oh no no actually go no you go ahead because you like you you really the AI expert but I do got something to say. <laughs> oh no 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 we work we 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 working to be that expert but we not there yet. Yeah. But yeah, the 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 other thing too is like that I'm thinking about as well is like, bro. I don't even think this business that 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 strategy right there is mm-hmm. so fucking genius because oh, yes. literally it kills it it literally kills so many companies. Yeah. Like it was almost like they were they were almost sitting yeah. back waiting like okay what are y'all doing cool plug in. <laughs> let, 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 let's get Dre's opinion on the strategy cuz Dre 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 Dre's one person that I know that loves strategy. Let's I want to hear what Jake got yeah. about this. Man, I'm when I saw that I was like, holy shit. <laughs> That's all I could think about when I saw it. I was like, holy shit. I was like, this is the moment I the media, my immediate thought was like, this is a a new type of app store <clears throat> that we haven't seen like we've seen app stores, but I mean honestly the, the best app store I can possibly think of is the app store, right? It's the app store to app store, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, that's exactly, the that's yeah. the top dog in the market. But when I seen what, what yeah. Chat GPT release, well open AI release rather, I was like, man, this has the potential to rival that app store uh yeah. in the future. And it's so early. But just in seeing it in its yeah. infancy, whereas when I first saw the app store the, the first app store, I don't know if I saw as far out in terms of what the app store is today, then, mm-hmm. yeah. no, but no. now that we've had a model of what the app store is capable of, when I think we all agree the app store has trans, it has transcended industries. It has really changed a lot yes. of shit. There would be no Uber without the app store. There's no Airbnb. There's none of these apps and tools and utilities that we have, that we use every single day without the app store. Right. So when I think about like how transformational the, the app store has been, I can only imagine like how transformational, like, these plugins are about to be, especially when you have like a lot of third-party developers outside of like the big guys, like Expedia and Open Table. Obviously, those are some of the yeah. biggest apps. But when you go beyond that, I think is I think is I think it's about to get even crazier. The other thing I think about too is like, and I and, and I thought about this after our last conversation is about man this partnership they have with Microsoft and how dominant Microsoft yeah. is on the enterprise yeah. side. It's about to get crazy. Like I, I can see, like <laughs> companies are about to start using Chat GPT as like a is is like an internal internal like internally as a as a way oh, to no. just like communicate and get work done, right? Like it, it's just a it, it's an interface that can be applied to so many different areas of any business as long as yes. you plug in the right data, right? As long as you plug in the right information, have the right memory there, yes. it can literally be yes. applied to almost anything. Um, and I think that just takes it to a whole nother level. So I just been incredibly impressed by like their, their product execution, how well they have uh, put together a product release schedule that almost yeah. mirrors like Apple in a sense where there are always several iterations and several versions ahead. And yet, but when it gets in our hands, it feels like it's still, it, it feels like we're, it feels like we're getting a, a, a part of the future. Right. But it's like, they're, yeah. they're already ahead of that. They're, they're, they're already well ahead of us in terms, terms of that. Like by yeah. the time we get it, it's kind of old <laughs> really mm-hmm. in the grand scheme yeah, for them no, at least. Yeah. Um, and yeah and, yeah. and then again on the positioning side, bro, like how they've been able to like connect themselves with AI, I, I think is remarkable. So I'm excited to see what this app store does uh, or this plugin, uh, this plugin store does as it starts to, to mature. So I, I want to build on something that you said around product execution, because this is key, right? Like, and then I want to touch on something about Apple as well and get your thoughts on it. But thinking of like, you know, using thinking about Apple in their app store, right? In order to get an app in that app store, like today, 
you have to be extremely technical. You either have to know how to write like React Native code or you have to know how to do Swift natively, like things of that nature. OpenAI made it as simple as being able to create a simple JSON file with a few lines of like, you know, key value pairs. And then quickly you're, and like they, they've already open sourced that. And I'm like, bro, JSON is simple enough for the everyday person to be able to pick that up if we're going to be honest. Like, yeah. and, and so that that is scary in terms of the number of potential plugins that could exist because I'm like, the, yeah. the mode of creating it is, is super simple. But building on that, like a thought that I have, and I think this is, you know, something like if I'm if I'm at OpenAI I'm in, 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 or, or Microsoft and I'm thinking about this, I'm like, how the fuck do we get this natively onto devices? Like, how do we get right. this on every single Microsoft Surface or device they ever create? Because the biggest threat to them, in my opinion, is going to be Apple. Right now, Apple's been sitting back and we do not know what the hell they're thinking or what they have cooking mm -hmm. up. And I think it would be illogical to think that they're not cooking something up. And I don't know if y'all have been paying attention to like um, Facebook recently, like a few weeks ago, they open sourced uh, and, and, and launched it. Um, they, they they call them like the llama models. And basically, I think there were like four or five different models with different type of parameters. But basically, these were open source models that you can't use it commercially right now. It's just for researchers. But you literally can build like your own kind of like chat GPT and, you know, et cetera, if you if you have the computing power. But the, 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 the beauty of like doing that and I'm like, bro, okay, so people are going to be like, to me, that's like, okay, people are going to be able to quickly be able to replicate this, is, which is one of the reasons why with the recent GPT-4, they did not release any of the technical details, like nothing. And people, they had the community going crazy, but that has me thinking like, okay, if, if, the, if, the, if, if these models can easily, if the models aren't the moat, right, then... Obviously, the distribution is going to be the moat. But when I think about like Apple, if Apple can quickly be able to replicate their own model and then Apple has all these devices. So similar to Siri, they're able to make this like embedded into their devices. Apple already, you know, has a great app store and they know how to like quickly build that up, et cetera. Like, yeah. could they potentially be a threat to like open AI and what they're doing? So, yeah, they could be. They definitely me, could be. That's me, a good. That's a good theory. Let, let's let's just say this: uh, Microsoft and OpenAI are one. They just they like Jay has alluded to in the past. Uh, they fucked over Google. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to be humble again. I got to be humble again. Yeah. I was wrong. <laughs> I like I. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Bruh, them niggas, yeah, man. If I would have betted on them, I'd have lost all my money, man. Them yeah, niggas, bro, man. Bro, 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 bro. They, 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 they fucked over Google, and actually, to be honest, Google fucked over themselves. And they were sitting on this technology. They should have put it out before OpenAI. Like, and I don't know, maybe OpenAI had some super Apple secrecy stuff going on over there. But bro, th know, this is like, just a classic like, innovators dilemma, bro. This this is classic oh, business. Yeah. This this is why this is so obvious to me. This this is classic. Yeah. Companies create so transformational technology all the time. It's the history of it's the history of Silicon Valley. It happens all the yeah. time. But just because yeah. they create it, don't mean they can capture the commercial value of it. That's the yeah. piece that that companies miss. It's like one thing to create the technology. 
it's a whole other thing to be like, how do we actually build a business around this? How do we actually build a product, yeah. like a consumer product? That's a whole yes. different set of they thinking needed, that they, needed they weren't thinking AI. about. They needed an open AI. That's what they needed. Like how, like how Microsoft has the open AI. Like they needed an open AI because Google just They need the have... founders. They need the founders to come back. That's what they really need. Like they Google is have... ran by some fucking executives. They need the founders. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to maintain, you know, what's, what's going on. And so here's the thing. So um, as you guys were talking, I was thinking Apple is, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, is pushing very well just off the distribution of all the devices and whatnot. And that's a big, big deal. Um, uh, and um, and I will say, uh, so so let me rank actually, uh, uh, Siri. I'm gonna leave Alexa out of it, uh, but uh, I'll just say let me rank Siri, ChatGPT, and Bard. <laughs> um, and uh, Bard's at the end. Uh, and, wait, 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 wait. Why, why are you uh, leaving? Why are you leaving Alexa out of it though? I feel like Alexa's in the race. I wouldn't count Amazon out. I don't know what Amazon's you know, doing, but I'm I not counting. Out. I'm not. I'm not counting Alexa out. It's just more so. Um, actually, put like this: Alexa. I I will put Alexa and Siri. This. Just imagine I'm thinking of them the same. Alexa and yeah, Siri, okay. I'm thinking of them the same. Gotcha. Um, okay. Um, so I actually think that Alexa and Siri are better than ChatGPT and Bard. And before, and I know it's going to sound a little like you know crazy, but what I essentially mean is when you talk to them, um, they are built for talking to them. And what I mean is like when you talk to like mm. ChatGPT or Bard, one thing that they're that is constantly doing is like, and this is a thing you'll see it on on, on Twitter and so, Reddit and whatnot. It's always like like kind of blocking. Like it doesn't know how to block what you're looking for, or it doesn't know how to like respond to you in a way that's like more. Like as if someone is talking to you through a voice, right? Like, like when you ask Siri like strange things, it doesn't be like, "Oh, I'm just a robot, so I can't just uh, process it." Like Siri doesn't talk like that. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Unless it doesn't yeah. talk like that. So, so like yeah. with ChatGPT and Bard, it's like it's just super technical motherfuckers that are like, they're just like, "Oh, I'm a language model, and I can't possibly predict this." And it's just like all these little like weird things and. That's not normal. You don't talk to people. That's not, you can't have a conversation. Mm -hmm. like. And then also sometimes, too, and also too, you know, typically speaking, when you look at Alexa and Siri, um, by the way, actually, I do think Apple and Amazon, and to, I'm not going to lie, shit, my girlfriend said this a few days ago, and, and I and I agree with it. Apple and Amazon, look, they, 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 they strong. They have strong moats, and they got like strong resources. And they got talent mm -hmm. now, and they have a lot of audio that they've processed. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, and and so I think that you know, and also too, they both are doing. They're already there with like the with the devices that you put in your ears, or like the Alexa Home thing, and like you know, um, Google has it, but you know, like like I don't know, you know, really. You, we don't really see that as often, but my, my point being is that, is that they're more natural, even though they're more limited and chat mm. GPT chat, now to be fair, chat GPT may not be meant to be 
uh, as personable, um, you know, uh, and that well, well, hold on. That- so uh, Sam, Sam actually spoke on this on the on the on the recent Lex Freeman podcast. Okay. He that okay. was similar I concerns that, that you're saying, right? Similar concerns that you're voicing. He also voiced as well. And he he yeah. and what he was saying was he was like, my bar isn't in terms of like the capabilities. My bar mm-hmm. is in terms of like the usefulness and like the delight. And one of the examples that he gave was mm-hmm. literally the same exact example that you just gave. He was like, I hate it when I get that messaging. It just tells me it's a large language model. Like, and it, it, but Man. something I want to ask y'all about is think about it. Would you would you rather know that it's a large language model or would you rather know that it's not? Like, like so I, look, I guess okay. we're, we're the limits of that. Well, okay, real quick. I don't understand the question only because how do you you're, you're going to know it's a language model unless you're talking about like getting an email from somebody or something like that. Like, which by the way, I don't want to make any advertisements, but this AI revolution is helping my business in a lot of different ways because uh, <laughs> AI AI generated content is increasing by a drastic amount. There's a lot of yeah. statistics on it. Fishing People is about to know. go up, up, up. Yeah. yeah. It's, that's going on up, and then also people would just might just want to know: Am I talking to somebody real? Like, it, it, even if it's not, yes. damn, you see what I'm saying? So, I, yep. you know, I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave my stuff out of it a little bit, but just know, uh, <laughs> this is a good thing for us. But look, but look, uh, um, so uh, I, I think, uh, like, so I, I guess I guess that kind of answers it. You do mm-hmm. want to know in certain scenarios that you're talking to a language model, but you don't. Like in the in the case of ChatGPT and Bard, we already I already know your language model. You're already so you in that context. Like, like, I already know your language model, and then and then also too, one thing that that people complain about, and I also get irritated about, um, and and to and to people, because it's not personal, it can become off condescending. So, for example, mm. um, you might ask it a fact, like a a, a fact or uh, some information uh, or a viewpoint, right? Let's say you ask it both different types of viewpoints. Like I want to see this viewpoint and I want to see this viewpoint and it'll tell you this viewpoint and then it'll be like, but it always feels like it has to tell you the other side of the argument. Like it's like, but it's also important to remember that I didn't ask you that. I already, like, I didn't ask you that. I want to focus on this viewpoint. Like, like it, it seems as though it's kind of guiding you to always look at both sides when it might be that you're looking for certain information and it, it it's fine for it to suggest like, would you want to see, or do you want to understand maybe like, you know, the other side of an argument or the other side of a belief. But for example, if you say like, uh, uh, my, my girlfriend, uh, uh let me see if you say, well, hold on. Um, I, I got a question about that though, but don't, don't ahead, you think though, as the default, actually, well, this is my opinion. I actually think as the default, I think that's actually good. Now, mm-hmm. where I would, where I, where I think that diverges is that I think, I think it, and I actually think this is a perfect technology for this, where it becomes more personalized. Where in your case, Ronnie, you don't care about mm-hmm. that extra stuff, so tell it that, mm-hmm. right? And it's just stop telling you that extra stuff, right? But I, I when I think about what the default should be. I kind of do believe like the default should be showing you both sides of the argument because I, because I feel like if it leaned on one side, the other side is always going to feel left out. Right. Like that's just always the case versus if you show both sides of the argument, uh, then it's up to you to interpret what you want to, what you want. And then you can say, Hey, 
I only want the right or the left side, or I want a more of a middle, like whatever, so, right? So, so actually, that, that's actually my goal. I, I, I maybe I'm not communicating right because that's actually what my goal is. It's just I, I, I would have to show you like an example prompt, but that's usually what mm. my goal is. Is is to, it sometimes it feels like it's trying to sway me towards a certain way instead of just presenting me both sides. Like, like for I example, see. It, you see what I'm saying? So like, it's like yeah. it seems like it's like. Like, can I just get a? Can I just get the sides with both, like both sides, like, cause for, and also it doesn't do it with every side, right? So, for example, hmm. if you are asking it a more conservative belief, it's gonna be like, oh, but it's important to think about this and with the progressive. But if you do, for example, on the progressive side, it's not saying it's important to think about how conservatives. You see what I'm trying to say? So it's like that hmm. biasness is is is. Is to me like, and I know it's a robot, so I shouldn't feel this way, but it's condescending because like I've thought about this, yeah. I've thought about that, and also like if I'm asking that. But to your point though, customization and personalization and like option of optionality, but and I know it's not easy to get right, you know. Um, yeah. um, but those these are just things that people that I was was going through, but also people online are, are saying frustration about, yeah. um, because it, it just feels like it's trying to direct your views. You know what I'm saying? Uh, as opposed to what you're saying, which is like giving you the opportunity to see both sides, both like the strongest argument of both sides, like Steel Manning, seeing the yep. strongest arguments of both sides and then sitting back and be like, okay, this is what my I believe. This is what I yes. believe. Yes. You know, um, yeah. Hmm. No, so 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 definitely listen to that Lex Freeman podcast because that was to. another topic that he talked about yeah. was personalization. I think that's probably yeah. going to be one of the next kind of uh, features that they probably roll out to uh, yeah. Chat GPT. By the so, way, Bar yeah, that, Bart that's is, gonna be dope. Bart is actually, is mid. <laughs> I haven't used it. I I don't even. Think hey, I bro, bro, hold on, hold on. I'm on the wait list though. I haven't been at it. <laughs> I, I I just so I I be, so uh, <laughs> Lena Lena because she yeah. works at Google, they've had access for like months, and I've been using yeah. it, and it's it's Smith. it's good on some things, and then it's like eh, like where it is good is like they 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 have art like. They you already it was connected it to like you your said, search. You said it was on par with ChatGPT at first, though. You That's what you said. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's because I wasn't using. I just so I just started using uh, ChatGPT <laughs> to help me with like. Uh, no, I started using it to help me with like engineering tasks, like to help oh, speed yeah. shit up. Oh, and so oh, ChatGPT way better. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Bard is trash. Yeah, yeah Bard is trash. Like, hmm. like Bard is like. Here's the thing. This is why. Like Google really messed up, but it's like had they because now you know you and I was talking to you know like you know some people earlier. It's like now in my mind, AI is ChatGPT when it could have been Bard. You know what I'm saying? And it's like Bard is like one. Just sound, I I know I wanted to snap your name in ChatGPT, but Bard I don't. What is that? <laughs> um, and then, like like um, what is that? You know, but but you know what I'm saying. But like, it is connected to the internet, so that's cool. But it just has, like, it's just not that good. It's just not that good. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it's just mid. It, but it's not terrible. But if it came out first, it would have looked way better. That's the thing. Mm. Had I dropped that first, it would have came out better. See, their issue is they let ChatGPT uh, Chat drop. And then uh, the next week they're like, "Oh, we got something. We working on something." Hyping it. Now you, and then you drop this. It's like, bro, 
You know, like yeah, it's, it's clearly a rush. It, it's clearly a rushed. Yeah. Uh, rushed me too. It's a rushed me too product. It's rushed. That, that yeah. that's that's really what it. That's really it's what like, it feels oh, we like. We could do something similar. Yeah, exactly. But is is there a demonstration or something similar? Yeah. But you get access to it, bro. You're not gonna be. You ain't gonna be. It, Look, but I will say I I go between both because I know what, like I know what is mm-hmm. good for what. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Let me let me let me let me ask you this question because we did mention positioning, and I I do think like there there's a whole fucking case study that can be built on positioning here because sure. they they nailed this. What are what are what are what are some like if you're a founder out there, you know, building? Uh, I mean, y- y'all are founders. What are the lessons or takeaways y'all are taking away from this when it comes to positioning? I feel like often the narrative is like you know build a really good product, but like which which is what they have done. But I also think the 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 positioning of this product in a way to where now when anybody thinks of AI, they think of Open AI. Well, Chat GPT. Like basically was that exponent to take that product to, you know, exponential levels. Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, what are what are some of the takeaways y'all are taking away from this experience? I think about that. And I actually asked, asked ChatGPT about this. I didn't know the exact concept. I already forgot the word. I already forgot the word. They told me what it was. Uh, but, and, and I basically was like, how do I how do I uh, make my product like ChatGPT? It gave me great answers, too. Um, but basically, I understand what you're saying. Like, there, in our minds, there are uh, spaces that we associate with certain things. For example, if I want to get information, I might think Google. You know what I'm saying? If I want to get food, I might think uh, car, rest, uh, grocery store, or I might think Uber Eats. Like, there are spaces in our mind, right? Um, because we all have uh, – every day we have a set of problems, right? Uh, but – that space might be empty. Therefore, we'll 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 use the whatever we know to solve whatever that problem is, right? And for example, in the case of uh, I'll speak to you know uh, in the case of safe, for example, uh, what we noticed is that there is nothing like there is no mass thing in people's mind when they think about oh should I send this? Uh, how should I send this? Uh, should, like what? service should I use to send this uh, uh, wire information? What service should I use to send mm-hmm. my social security number? What service should I use to send? There's no specific, there's no like one thing that's in people's mind, right? And so for us, um, we are thinking a lot about positioning in that way. Uh, and our goal is to have it so that's what people think of. You know what I'm saying? Kind of similar to how when you think of meetings, even though we have you know, Skype still exists, there's Google Hangouts, there's Microsoft Team video, there's Slack video. But generally speaking, when you think video, we're thinking Zoom. So that's the, I think, oh, Mindshare. Mindshare. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Have you ever read the book, uh, The 22 Laws of um, Immutable, uh, what is it? It's 22, yeah, 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing. Have you ever read that? I haven't read that, no. Bro, go yeah, pick up that book. Yeah. It's a, it's a hundred pages or audio book or whatever. Like they're the, they're basically the guys that wrote that book. They're the ones who came up with this concept of positioning. And when I tell you yeah. it's going to, it's it's going to take you as a builder, as a founder to a next level. Like it was one of the first books I read after we shut down 7th Avenue. Hey, just drop it. Hey, just drop it in. No, like less. it's a cheat code. Say less. No, I'm, I'm looking to it. So, so we're getting close to the end, but we have some, I, I, I think we have two 
cultural topics uh, that we wanted to talk about. Uh, I think Dre, you had one. Uh, you, I, I think, yeah, you had one. Yeah. So I I saw a headline. I think it was uh, ESPN was talking about Michael Jordan selling his uh, his franchise. So the the Hornets, the uh, Charlotte, Char- yeah, Charlotte, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how irrelevant that team is. Honestly, if it wasn't for Melo being on that team, (laughs) nobody would know about him. Melo, literally, uh, literally. So I think he bought, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. And Jordan being a part of the ownership. So I don't know exactly what year he bought them, but I think it was back in 2009, I want to say, or I might be, I might be butchering the year. I don't know. It was uh, 2010. It wasn't. Okay. I know. Okay. I know it was around that time. So around that time, I think he paid 275 million. That was the number that I saw. And I know right now he's shopping around for a buyer of the team and they're talking about prices at about 1.7 billion. Hold on. Hold on. Correction. He, he bought it for 180 million. 185. Wow. So the 275 million, it was inflated. Wow. All right. Wow. Wow. Okay. That, that makes it even yeah. better. That's, bro, that's crazy. That's crazy. Come on. Come and just give man. him a hand clap for, for catching the bag. I mean, uh, come on, hey, bro. Like, I ain't going to give him a clap forget, for that. Look, ESP, ESPN is like, is crucifying yeah. him because of the performance of the, of the, really? of the Hornets. Okay. They, yeah, because they're like, you know what? He's he didn't win a championship. He failed. He was a bad executive. Maybe he was, but shit, he was a hell of a businessman because, look, he paid one price and he getting a huge multiple on that now that he's looking to exit so regardless of how yeah. the team performed i think it's just kudos to good business and yeah. buying assets when they're low and improving those assets clearly he made the team yes. much more valuable and better like irrespective of a, of a championship yeah, yeah he made that market much more successful so i think mm-hmm. that's just a, a shout out to him as an executive although you know success didn't come in the way that he probably anticipated but but you know so what? so I got I got I got this stat pulled up real quick because I want I, I, this is going to speak exactly to why now he's able to you know sell this for billions of dollars. So in 2010, you know how much revenue they were making? Twenty mil. Twenty mil. No, nah, it wasn't that low. They were they were they, <laughs> damn y'all really don't like y'all really don't like Charlotte. hundred mil. Twenty five. It. it, it no, no, it, it it was ninety eight, but now okay. today okay. essentially he's tripled that to basically three hundred million. That's so a great it's worth it's worth more. It's worth more. Yeah, and also exactly. the NBA has, and also the NBA is just growing in oh, value yeah. too. So you know, so it's like one hundred percent. You know, uh, yeah. Um, here's the thing. Um, before we get to the next topic, look, the criticism. I didn't even know there was criticism around that because I, I like I would think that everybody would be happy for uh, MJ about that because I mean it's just. Uh, you know how the black community is, bro. Whenever we sell, but but you know how we are. Whenever we sell a business, is always that group of a group of people that criticizes it. Yeah, Mm. and it shouldn't be because like it's like he won, he won still, and also too like every other owner that sells teams, we don't like microscope like and make them the reason why the team didn't win. Like 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 the owner is in the background, and by the way, he won enough already. MJ has won yeah. more than enough. Everybody should just pipe down a little bit. Now yeah. let's get to that. <laughs> let's let's get to that. That uh, I think this is the uh, the other the topic um, that it, and this was when I brought up, uh, or I think I don't know who brought it. It doesn't matter. Uh, BET. I think maybe Brian yeah, brought yeah. up some of it too. So look, I'm going to speak to. Okay, there's there's two there's, there's two pronged right. BT is in in uh, conversations to sell, but then there's also uh, Deborah uh, Lee, 
who put out her memoir, and she also did an interview, okay? I will start with that part, and then, Riley, go ahead and take it on the other part. But look, so check this yeah, out. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, uh, I didn't watch the interview entirely. Only saw clips, so I can't speak to the full context of it. Um, I ended up seeing uh, it first, though, through reactions from women on on, on, on Twitter. Um, I think uh, I can't speak for women. I can't speak for all women without it. Like, well, what I saw was that um, was that there was some criticism about what uh, the interview seemed to uh, focus on, which was basically her affair with the co-founder of of the whether her affair with the co-founder uh, who is Bob Johnson of BT, um, and and they both had an affair because they were both married. Um, and, uh, yeah, there was a little bit of upset on Twitter about that. Cause I think what, what I think the message that I was getting from the woman that I was reading was that they would love to know all the things about the executive, like parts of the bit, like the business. And they would love to know about how she got to her position. Cause you know, um, you know, people, you know, you have those haters that are going to say, that's the only reason why she got the CEO. That's not necessarily the case, even though we do know that these dynamics can get complicated, right? When you, when you, you know, in her case, she was a married woman. He was a married man. They had an affair, you know, and they had, it was going on for years. They broke off. They broke up with their, with their, you know, th- with their, uh, their marriages. And, you know, and th- she was rising through the company. And there was a lot of like criticism around, you know, that story, but I kind of looked at it like this. I'm not going to lie. Uh, so one, I bought her book out of support regardless, like, because I do believe that there's value in the stories and whatnot. I, I'm kind of a little sad to see, but I, I'm sad, but I, I understand why, you know, I had a few, I had a few uh, um, conversations with some women on Twitter and um, they don't want to buy her book. And I'm sad about mm-hmm. that, um, you know, uh, because of, because of how they, how she framed it. Um, here's his perspective that I kind of saw it through. Um, I saw through the perspective of she's been an executive of BAT for uh, like over a decade. She's been in the company, I think, over like like 20 years, maybe more. She knows entertainment and what catches people's attentions. And she's selling a book. You know, I'm not saying that she couldn't have found a better story or whatnot. What What I am saying is if you've been in entertainment, you know, it catches people's attention. And of course, you know, a story about an affair, et cetera. I mean, to me, it, it, it did that, it, you know, cause I wouldn't have known about her book. I wouldn't have known about what's going on with BET. And, but then that also led to some other conversations, which Brian will, will, will uh, comment on because there's no point in getting too deep into the, the dynamics of the, the, the uh, of her, of her, um, you know, her, of their affairs, you, if anybody's interested, the interviews are on YouTube. She speaks about it a little bit. If you're even more interested, go to buy her book, support her. I do think it's important to, to still support, but also see the full picture. Um, you know, and I'm sure there's keys for everybody in there. Yeah, no, nah, I, I gotta go read that because I was not, I was not hip at all. Yeah, yeah, I bought it. Neither was I. And right now, they're, Bradley, you mentioned that they're trying to go through an acquisition right now, right? Or who who yeah. actually owns them? Is it uh, Viacom or something? Yeah, yeah. It's Viacom. They purchased them. Uh, 
yeah, I was just looking this up. So they purchased them back in 2000 um, for 2.34 billion. And so it actually ended up making- Wow, in 2000? Yeah, in 2000. And so wow. uh, okay. the founder, I had never heard of this guy. His name was Robert wow. Johnson, but he became the first black billionaire in the United States at the time uh, when that purchase oh, happened. I see what, oh, he did I a, see what happened. He did a podcast. I see what happened. Uh, he, I see. He did a podcast. I'll put it in the show notes as well, but it's actually worth listening to. He did it on the How I Built This, that podcast, and he kind of oh. talked about the, the founding of BET. It's a pretty interesting story. I mean, again, a black founder who became a billionaire that not much is not much is spoken about him. And what, uh, I had, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that. That actually changes some of the like the ways that I'm looking at the what I know yeah. so far. I'll just talk like that. So I wonder what nah, is it? So- what is it worth now? Any speculation about the current numbers that it might be valued at in terms of that, acquisition? Nah, that's 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 what I was trying to find. It 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 doesn't seem like any numbers are popping up. But I mean, let's. There's a few things I want to hit on because I think this deal is important. Then obviously we can get into the some of the players that are considering this. But one that stood out to me is um, essentially BT's. Uh, average audience size has been decreasing 20% year over year since they, it got purchased Dang. in uh, wow. 2000, um, which sure I mean, that, 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 but it also is like, you know, it's cable television that's been on a decline as well. Um, yeah. But then the other thing too was, I guess in 2013, um, that's when their uh, profits, they, they, they had a profit of three, 319 million, which I'm like, huh, that's not bad for a media company. Uh, yeah. But last year they reported, um, it's, it's, it's dropped all the way down to $205 million, um, now. And so obviously the business is starting hmm. to decline there, but the, the players who are seeing an opportunity have been very intriguing. And one there, there's, there's one I really want to unpack because I think they, 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 they potentially, uh, are, are serving as like the blueprint for like how, how to really tackle this. But, you know, mm-hmm. there's been talks of Tyler Perry. Uh, we all know who he is, you know, purchasing, yeah. By, Byron that. Allen, Byron Allen, you know, we all know who, hopefully know who he is, but he owns, he already owns the weather channel. I didn't even know my nigga owned the weather channel, um, but he wants it. Then you got Diddy uh, recently making an announcement that he wants to come out and buy it. And then the other player is group black. I want to say a little bit about group black because I think they have the opportunity to bring all these players together to make a very like, I guess it, it, it's, it's a demonstration of group ep- economics. And so Group Black, like they're, they're not even, I want to say they're, they're less than like two years old, um, but essentially three, three, you know, three different founders came together. So Rich Lou Dennis, which we hopefully we all know, Shay Moisture, you know, made a lot of money uh, from that. He, he, he's another player. I didn't even know this guy's name, but he, I guess he's, uh, he's a media guru uh, as well. But his name is uh, Bonin uh, Bo. He's actually the chief growth officer of Triller, and then he hosts a few shows on CNBC. He's another one of the founders of Group Black. And then uh, there's a young cat on it. His name is uh, Travis Montek, uh, 30 years old, um, and he was the uh, CEO and founder of Holler. But it's those three who came together and formed Group Black. I didn't even know this, but they already purchased Essence. They already own Afropunk. Um, and, and basically, they own... They own um, Based from what I could tell, they own over 150 different Black-owned media brands already, um, wow. just under just under that media empire. 
And uh, the thing that really stuck out to me is they've already come together with a commitment of $500 million from a variety of different advertisers ready to advertise through, you know, BET if this sale was to go through. And so I'm like, they're they're, kind of taking the right approach. Um, But it would be intriguing. I think something that would be very intriguing, I think Earn Your Leisure kind of talked about this in a recent kind of market Monday is, okay, rather than having all these different power players kind of, you know, come from different angles, how do we come together? Because obviously I think we're, you know, media was already exploding, especially in the video space, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, piggybacking off, off everything that we've talked about around AI, media is about to exponentially continue to explode. Like, but black folks... As, as black folks, we don't own any of that. And this is like the yeah. largest like distribution channel for that type of content for our community. Um, and, and, and so I do think hopefully these folks do figure out a way to kind of like come together and, you know, make that, make that play happen. Um, but it's going to be a very intriguing because I can see Diddy. I think Diddy could be a strong buyer as well, especially with everything that he's, you know, already done with Revolt. Revolt yes. is due hundreds, hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue as well. And so they already have like the advertising partners to potentially push through that channel as well. Um, it's, 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 I, I think it's yeah. going to be one of the most important deals this, this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely think if, if, if I were to, um, so I don't know too much about the group that you mentioned, although they sound very, very powerful. They sound like they got a lot of partnerships uh and advertisers that can bring revenue what i would say just off my limited uh information um because uh, i haven't looked too much into the deals um i would say i trust diddy in the sense of him knowing what is important with entertainment um you know i think he has he's good at marketing he's good at positioning things to look a certain way and be entertaining. Uh, and he's been doing that for a long time. Um, and then you have Tyler Perry, who is just been a creative genius for the longest time. I mean, when I first found out about his story, him making, before he even came to Hollywood making like 50 million, I'm like, just, that's like, I'm like, that was just, I don't know. And, and the cra- and, and the crazy thing is he was making so much money and when he came to Hollywood, they still didn't take him serious. And he had to, you know, kind of finesse that way. And he, and, and, uh, he turned it around. Um, and so I would say, like, when I think about people, individuals, I can't speak to the groups that you mentioned. Uh, I, I, think, I think Diddy and Tyler Perry uh, would be great. Uh, if they were co-owners at, at, in any way, even if there's other owners, but like, I mean, think about it. Diddy, Diddy's the marketing. Tyler Perry is bringing the production arm. He he built the he's, fucking. There's Diddy's so much like money the, being made Diddy's in like Atlanta through product through his production. Diddy, yeah, Diddy is the equivalent to the CEO, and Tyler Perry is like the engineer, right? It's like you know, I feel like Diddy like, just brings too much like diva drama, though. If I'm Tyler Perry, I'm like, I'm not trying to deal with that shit. Well, no, he he he, well, he does. He does. He does. Too much, but it's too much drama. No, it's entertainment, though. It's that's what that's what the entertainment. That, the, pe- the people want. The people want that. Yeah, yeah. They, they want that. They I want that. Like, I may not. I may not be trying to look for all that, but yeah, I know it's like it, it kind of like what I was saying about Deborah Lee. Or, or like it's like it's like she put out some drama stuff, but yeah. it's like I don't blame her because yeah. I know she came from the internet space. 
You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. That's so, what sell. Like you said, that's what keep the attention. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. know um, yeah. Uh, yeah. maybe what's one more thought? I think I had one last thought on, on the BET thing. Um, uh, you know, I forgot. Look, it, it's, I think it's a good, I think it's uh good that it's a, you know, for, uh, for sale to, you know, uh, you know, black, like people who are black and have the resources and, and pull them together. And um, I don't know what that means. Uh, I guess I remember now, uh, Brylin, I, what I wanted to say, um, and and, uh, uh, and so we can wrap it up. It's like, look, um, I find in a lot of scenarios, the answer is to come together. The problem is, is that that that's the hardest part that's almost like the hardest problem to solve like every like that's mm -hmm. what everybody says for almost every problem if we could just come together mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter mm -hmm. what race it doesn't matter what like sport it is it's like if we yeah. just come together and it's like duh <laughs> it's like it's like but like <laughs> like obviously but it's like yeah. but, but and but what i would say though is is that practically what it is is that it's easier to come together I think people get too vague when they say like come together around a common goal. I think it's a little bit too vague. What I would more so say is uh, common incentives and yes. win-win scenario and, and win-win scenarios. Like, the money got to make like, sense. Like, the money got to make sense. It got to like win-win yep. scenarios. I win, you win. You know what I'm saying? Like I get what I, like like you know in a common goal. I, I understand that idea of coming together around a common goal. It's just that. You know, in the in the way that I kind of currently see in the world, you know, what, yeah, the win-wins are the best ways to get people to come together. Like, hey, it's good for me, it's good for you. Hey, we let's do this. You know, like that's coming together. You know, like the common goal should like I the idealistic common goal is like, look, black owners of BET, we got it. Like, you know, and then now we own our content. We could do this. We could do that's the that's that should. We I just idealistically that should be enough, but I can tell you that yeah. that's probably. I'm a, one thing before we wrap it up, I do want to say I'm surprised Oprah hasn't thrown her name in into it, especially with background. everything that she. She in the background. Nah, she in the background. She quiet. She might be financing. Yeah, you know, she don't yeah, have to be the face of the. She don't have to be the face. She got. She got the money. <laughs> she got the money. She probably find that if Tyler Perry at the table, she at the table too. Trust me, she she putting a hundred million in there, two hundred million, three hundred million in there. There's gonna be like a two to four billion dollar deal. So they gonna yeah. need her pockets. Trust me, it, it ain't too many black people that could come out the pockets. Like you know, it's only so yeah. many. <laughs> it's only so many. So they need her. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I believe she's around. I believe she's around too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't but believe this that. Is a good yeah, but no, this was this is a good episode, y'all. This is good good diversity of uh, of topics here. So yeah, let's let's wrap it up. Absolutely, absolutely. Looking to talk to you guys uh, next week. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a million different breakthroughs <laughs> happening every week. But uh, but yeah, yeah, guys, it was a great uh, a great show. All right, y'all. One hundred percent. One, two, three.